Well, I thought I'd come on here talking about how TCU got just, you know, wiped the floor with after a, a tough loss. First half didn't look good. Suddenly, second half come back there right in it and had a chance to go win that football game, had a chance to get the ball back to Josh Hoover in the offense with an opportunity to go down and tie it with a field goal or get a touchdown to win the game. But defense couldn't come through with a stop. Uh, some missed opportunities all night long. We'll talk about it next. TCU falls to Texas 29 to 26, your final score. Post game show coming your way here on Locked On Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That's right, Lockdown Horn Frogs, your team every day. I'm your host, Stephen Simcox. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't done that. You can also find us uh, wherever it is you get podcasts in its audio variety, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. We're doing our live post-game show. We do this every week after games, and TCU falls to Texas 29-26. to The Frogs are now 4-6 and six on the season. Um, they'll need to win their last two games against Baylor and Oklahoma to get to bowl eligibility, but Hard to pick where to start with this one because it was kind of all over the place. Um, TCU got dominated in the first half. And honestly, like, they stayed in that football game through the first quarter. Um, they took the lead early. Tymon Mitchell had a great stop on fourth and one, gave the Frogs the ball around midfield. They they moved the ball down the field a little bit, but then they stall out um, near the red zone, have to kick a field goal to go up 3 nothing. Texas quickly responds with a, a long touchdown drive that only took a couple, a couple plays. It was 7-3, to three, it was 7-6, to six, and then the wheels slowly kind of started to fall off. Um, defense gave up a few touchdowns. Uh, offense had some turnovers and had some mistakes, a lot of three and outs. And at halftime, Texas was up 21 to, or excuse me, 26-6. to six. And it felt like, you know, everything that I kind of talked about leading up to this football game all the issues that TCU had had with the interior offensive line, trying to block the Texas defensive tackles, um, that that was just going to be the story of the night. And even into the third quarter, I mean, TCU didn't score. They finally broke through and scored a touchdown early in the fourth quarter, uh, and they ended up scoring 20 points in the fourth quarter to make it a three-point ball game. And they had Texas – they had the Horns in third and twelve with one timeout with about two minutes remaining in a situation where if they could have gotten a stop, best case scenario, they could have gotten the ball with, you know, a little under two minutes to go with a timeout in their pocket, or even if they had to burn that last timeout, would still get the ball back with, you know, a little under two minutes to go and just needing a field goal to tie the football game. But Quinn Ewers hit Adonai Mitchell on a, on a go route. Um, he got past Avery Helm. Avery didn't get his head around, and Adonai Mitchell made an outstanding adjustment, caught the football. And in a lot of ways, that felt like kind of a microcosm of the season. Like you have this huge – you have these really good moments. You kind of get to a place where it looks like you might win the game, um, and then you, you can't make that one play. Like the margins have just been so thin for this team all year long. And really, like the first half stands out so much now because there were a lot of plays in that first half that led to you uh, falling behind by 20 points. And at the time, it just sort of felt like, okay, those are going to be footnotes and what is, you know, a blowout loss. 
But at the end of it, they turned out to be huge turning points in this football game. Um, the first one, Miller Bradford makes an interception, uh, makes a great play. I mean, Quinn Ewers underthrows the ball. He's trying to find Xavier Worthy over the top. Bradford gets over there, picks it off, uh, and he starts to return it back the other way. And I totally get what he's doing. I mean, he's trying to make a play, but as he's running down the field, I mean, you can just kind of see like he's pretty loose with the ball security. Ball's just kind of hanging in his elbow here and cradling it right here with one hand. And he's running, and Xavier Worthy chases him down and punches the ball out, and it gives Texas new life, and it restarts that drive. And it was just one of those moments where it's like, man, you get a huge turnover. Uh, you get a great opportunity to give your, your offense the ball in plus field position with a chance to go score and win the football game or go score and take a lead in that football game. And instead, it ends up being a fumble. Texas goes down, they kick a field goal. At the time, they only went up 10-6. to six. But it was a missed opportunity in the game. Um, right before halftime, TCU gets the ball back. They're down 19-6. to six. Texas had scored a touchdown, but they couldn't get the extra point. So it's a 13-point game. Uh, and the offense hadn't really done much at all after the first two or three drives of the ball game. But it was a situation where if you can just – even if you just hold on to the ball and don't score, but you don't give it back to Texas with a chance to put some points on the board um, – then you're down by 13, and you get the ball coming out of the locker room. You get the ball first in the second half. And so you'll have a chance to go uh, score and make it a one-possession game, even if you even if you get no points here before halftime. If you can get some points before halftime, fantastic. They move the pocket. They roll Josh Hoover out to his right. And I don't know, you know what the decision-making process was, but he kind of just floated one up there. Texas picks the ball off. They go down and score another touchdown and all of a sudden you're down by 20 instead of 13 going into the halftime locker room. Um, and the offense really struggled in the first half of that ball game. John Lands, you know, Brandon Coleman, Willis Patrick, they had a lot of trouble blocking uh, Byron Murphy and Tavondre Sweat. And they're not the only people in the country that have had those issues. But, I mean, Josh Huber didn't have a lot of time to throw. They couldn't run the ball. But they sort of figured it out in the second half. I mean, they got some – they. They got moving down the field. They started making some throws, uh, making some plays. But even in the third quarter, had a little bit of a drive going. They stall out, they punt. And then, you know, another turning point in this football game, get first and goal from the four-yard line with a chance to make it a two-score game, you know, late in the third quarter. And can't score a touchdown. Turn the ball over on downs. You know, try to run the ball a few times with Monty Bailey, Monty Bailey who would – Got some momentum on that drive. They get down to the two, and then on third and goal and fourth and goal, they don't put the ball in Bailey's hands again. Through a fade pattern on third and goal that didn't work out, and on fourth and goal, they went to an empty set, tried to find Jalen Robinson, couldn't do it, and they end up with no points. Um, another play that stands out in my mind, the two-point conversion. So they score a touchdown. J.P. Richardson makes a, a nice catch on fourth and goal. Uh, well, he, he kind of dropped it and made it harder than it should have been, but Bottom line, he hauls in a, a pass on fourth and goal to score a touchdown, and you're down 29 to 19. And I'm not sure what this play was. Like, it, he, Josh fakes a pitch to Amani Bailey. Like, he, he fakes a little toss play to Amani Bailey. And on Savion's route, I don't know if he was trying to sell that it was a run play to get the corner to uh, be flat footed or not expect what was going to happen next. 
or if it was something that Josh was like reading, like an RPO situation. But either way, Savion kind of stands up at the line and fakes like he's going inside. And then after Josh fakes that toss play, he breaks back out and runs, you know, over towards the pylon on the, on the fade pattern. And the Texas corner is just bear hugging Savion. Looks like obvious either pass interference or holding. Um, but Josh just floats the ball up there, and it's not anywhere near Savion Williams' reach. So should there have been a penalty flag? Yeah, there definitely should have. But at the same time, it was an uncatchable ball, and so like he didn't give Savion a chance to make a play. And if Savion's able to kind of fight through, like if, if the ball is close to him, and he's able to sort of sell, like, hey, I'm trying to fight through for the football, and someone that's literally, you know, got their arms around me, then maybe there's a call there. But either way, big mess by the Big 12 refs, and TCU ends up down by 10 points. But they get the ball back. You know, defense gets a stop. Josh makes a nice tackle on C.J. Baxter on a third down where they try to hit him in the flat. And J.P. Richardson, maybe for the first time this year, it felt like. I know he's probably returned a few punts. But instead of calling for a fair catch, he decides he's going to return a punt. He got out to midfield. There was an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty that put TCU on the 36-yard line. A few plays later, they go down and score. And after that last touchdown, it was a three-point game. And they had a chance to go down there and win it. And Texas has done this a few times this year. One random thought I had when this game ended was, uh, man, TCU got killed all of last season for playing one-score games against teams that, you know, didn't appear to be playoff caliber, didn't appear to be very good. The, the entire discussion around the playoff last season, all those debates. Well, TCU's just not good enough because they keep playing these close games against bad teams. Texas has played their fair share of close games against bad teams. They played a really close game against Houston. Uh, last week they went to overtime against Kansas State. Kansas State's not a bad team. I shouldn't say that. Kansas State's a good football team. But still, it was a game where they were up 27-7, to looked like they were in complete control, and they slowly just kind of let K-State get back in the football game. Uh, TCU tonight, you're up 26-6. to Looks like the game's over. All of a sudden, you let the Frogs back in the football game. And it was just small plays like that. And that's been such a microcosm of the season. I, I Like, at one point in the first half, I was thinking, what, what play – is a better representation of how this year has gone for TCU. Is it that uh, Miller Bradford interception turned fumble? Or another play that stood out to me was uh, Texas was driving, but they had like a third and 12 in TCU territory, still in an area where you thought if you were able to hold them there, they probably would have had to punt the football. And Quinn Ewers takes a snap and he just kind of throws the ball to nobody. He was trying to find Xavier Worthy. And Josh Newton is, you know, in press coverage against Xavier Worthy at the line of scrimmage. And uh, one of the TCU DBs, like, holds up a demonstrative, like, fourth down signal because they forced an incompletion. It's fourth and 12. They're going to force a change of possession. Game was still very well in reach, and so it felt like a big moment. And as he's holding up that fourth down symbol, two flags fly in from the outside. And it was just such a, like, man, like, what a just deflating moment. You feel like you have something working, you got a good thing going, and then you, you just couldn't find a way to to close the deal and put it all together. And there were still a lot of procedure penalties tonight. There were still just so many silly mistakes 
Um, but at the end of the game, really, you saw what is probably the best representation of this team, a third and 12, a chance to go win the football game, and you just you can't make the play. You bring a blitz, and there's no pressure. And Quinn got that ball out pretty fast. I mean, it was obvious that he was just like, okay, I see A.D. Mitchell on the outside with you know, a favorable coverage matchup or at least a one-on-one matchup. I'm just going to float the ball up there and see what happens. And this guy went and made a play. And Texas made plays tonight when they had to. But missed opportunities for TCU were just too much to overcome. I do want to talk about some positives, though, because, I, I like, overall, I come away from this game feeling pretty good about how they played. Also sort of frustrated. I'd love to know how you feel. You can hit us up in the live chat here. It's Locked On Horn Frogs, our live post-game show following TCU's 29-26 loss to Texas. eBay Motors, right parts, right fit, right prices is what makes eBay Motors the best in the business. Uh, listen, you have to take care of your vehicle. It's a high-performance machine. It's you know what gets you from point A to point B, gets you to work, gets you to all your events throughout the day. You need your vehicle. You can't put this off. Um, vehicle maintenance is critically important. And you might be somebody like me that's like, man, I don't know the first thing about taking care of my car. I don't know if I'm getting the right parts. eBay Motors makes it easy for you. They have a guaranteed fit program. So you just go to ebaymotors.com and you can uh, pull up their guaranteed fit program. You can find the part you need or the part you think you need and you can match it up and see if it's going to work for your vehicle. You can put your vehicles, make a model in there and eBay Motors will tell you, yeah, this is fine. This is the right part for your vehicle. Or no, you need to keep looking. This is not exactly what you need for your car. Right parts, right fit, right prices. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Uh, don't fool around with your vehicle. Don't keep putting it off. Get the part you need. Get the service you need. eBay Motors, proud sponsor of the Lockdown Network. So some positives from tonight. I mean, I did I did like the effort. Even the first half, I thought the team played hard. I thought they played with a lot of great energy. Um, they made some stops on fourth and one and third and one. Now, overall, Texas still ran the ball effectively and did a nice job. Um, Jonathan Brooks had 21 carries for 104 yards. He was banged up in the end of that football game. Texas ran for 165 yards overall, about four yards per carry. Uh, but like I said, on that – Second drive of the ball game, you know, Tommy Mitchell makes a stop on fourth and one around midfield. They had a third and two stop in the red zone that led to a field goal attempt for Texas. Um, and they held Texas to three points in the second half. The killer was just couldn't make a play when they had to to get Texas off the field one more time and give TCU the TCU offense a chance to uh, to go down and try to find a way to score, um, which that hurts. But ultimately – you know, they had 26 points at halftime. They had 29 points at the end of the game. That's a pretty good effort defensively. There's still some limitations of 3-3-5. Um, we can talk about that ad nauseum. I didn't love all the play calls tonight. I thought they weren't aggressive enough at times, and they kind of let Quinn Ewers sit back there and pick them apart, especially when they played, you know, man coverage. But at the same time, when they did take some risk and bring some pressures, um, they just couldn't get there. And so – it's it's a catch-22 in some ways, uh, but ultimately it falls on Joe Gillespie, and again, that unit just not quite good enough to get the job done. Uh, the big positive from tonight for me 
And it's really just an individual player. And I don't know what it means for the rest of the season because we got two games left. Savion Williams looked great tonight. I mean, it was best game of his career, I think. Best game of this year for sure. Um, and I can't remember Savion ever doing anything like this. 11 catches for 164 yards and a touchdown. And, I mean, he did it in every way possible. I think they had a direct snap to him. I'm looking at the stats here. I feel like they had a direct snap to Savion at one point. Yeah, they did. He had seven-yard carry. Um, but they threw him screen passes, slants, stop patterns. He had a, a catch and run in the third quarter, that, or the late in the third quarter leading into the fourth quarter that sprung TCU for their first actual touchdown drive, where he just ran a little stop pattern, caught the ball, looked up, had the angle in the middle of the field, and he took off. I've never seen bursts like that from Savion. I mean, he's good after the catch, but usually it's breaking a tackle, making a move, putting his head down, and getting like three or four extra yards when there's nothing there. I mean, this was just pure speed and athleticism. And then he hurled the defender like 20 or 30 yards down the field. He just jumps over somebody and gets some more extra yardage. Had a fantastic catch um, on a ball to make it a three-point ball game where he ran between you know a couple defenders Josh threaded the needle. He caught it. He got hit, uh, and he still holds on to the football and scores a touchdown. Huge moment to make it a three-point game with about three minutes left. Uh, he did everything tonight. And, I mean, Savion's one of those many guys, I think he has progressively gotten better as the year's gone on. Like, was really non-existent in the first couple games, but has slowly seemingly gotten more acclimated to – you know, what they're trying to do on offense, how they're trying to be effective, and has gotten better and better. And tonight was like the full package of what you what you can what you can expect and what you hope to see from Savion Williams. Also had a blindside block on the first drive that wasn't great, but you know what? Like at least he was being physical and trying to make a play. Um, I'll take some of those effort penalties. You got to clean that stuff up. I understand it. But he was trying to block for JP Richardson to get to the outside and make something happen. And it just didn't work. And so those were the two big positives to me. I would also say, like, Josh Hoover in the second half, it was a rough first half of football. That interception before halftime was inexcusable. And you saw Sonny Dykes pull him aside when he threw that pick. And I don't know what exactly he told him. But it was like, hey, you know, we can't have that. Like, we got to take we, – we have to take better care of the football. And it felt like a guy who was just pressing, desperately trying to make a play. Things weren't going their way. You know it's a big game. All the all the cliches. Um, just trying to do too much. Bottom line is, got to protect the football better. But in the second half, Josh played great. I mean, his final stat line looked really good. Um, let's see, 24-36 for 302 yards, two touchdowns and one pick. And that was one thing, like going into this ball game, if there was one area where you were like, okay, here's where Texas is vulnerable aside from – Red zone efficiency, which that kind of bared out in, in some ways. I mean, TCU defense was able to force field goals tonight. Uh, but the secondary for Texas has struggled. They've had some injuries back there. They've given up a lot of, you know, passing attempts and yardage and all those things. Um, and that finally started to show itself in the second half. Like, they started getting some throws down the field. Hit Jared Wiley on a busted coverage uh, that led to – a touchdown drive, uh, found J.P. Richardson, found Savion Williams, started to get his guys, you know, involved in the offense. And so that was great. Um, and I, I think it, the second half of tonight's game 
was the first time really since the BYU game. I think at times you saw this against Tech, but where you saw Josh looking more comfortable. It seemed like he was being decisive, and he was trying to make the right reads make the right plays. Um, the play calling tonight, I, I mean, I feel like we're seeing the same issues every week. Now, part of it is – part of it goes back to this O-line. But I will say, they they found a way to run the football more effectively in the second half. Like, Imani Bailey ended up with 96 yards tonight, which is crazy because I think he only had like two yards rushing in the first half. But they started to get him going somewhat. Um, and I'll give Kendall some credit for scheming some of that up. But it's just it just feels like still there's no identity here. There's no rhyme or reason for what they're doing. And there's so many head-scratching play calls. And I just can't – it doesn't make sense. I can't reconcile it. Um, you know, I mean, he did give the ball to Imani a couple times down inside the five on that uh, drive where they turned it over on downs. But third down and fourth down just – no, not even looking his way. And the defense knew like he wasn't going to get the ball. And fourth down, you're in an empty set. I mean, it's just really head-scratching decisions. Um, and I know like – I know he's handcuffed in some ways by the way the offensive line plays and the young quarterback and kind of a, a shuffling back and forth with the QBs. But still, it's just not making sense what he's doing on a week-to-week basis. Um, but overall, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not going – like. I think TCU is in a place as a program where you can't – like, I'm not going to be happy with moral victories, and I'm not going to come up here and and pump up moral victories. You're four and six, and that stinks, and, like, you should be better than this. It doesn't look great for Bowl Hope. she got to beat Baylor next week to give yourself a chance against OU on the road. But they fought tonight, and they played hard, and they scratched and they clawed, and, again, just couldn't make enough plays to get the job done. Um it just feels like the same story each and every week, and it's super frustrating. But you didn't get blown out. You found a way to come back. Can they build on this? We'll talk about that next. It's Lockdown Horn Frogs. FanDuel's got a really good deal going on right now. FanDuel.com slash on. Put down a $5 money line bet on any team. And if you win, any winning $5 money line bet, $150 in bonus bets. $150 and free money that you get to bet with, fanduel.com slash locked on. They also have a safe, secure, and easy-to-use app that, you know, you download that. You can start betting on money lines, parlays, all those things. Fanduel.com slash locked on or the Fanduel app, Fanduel official betting partner of the NFL. A lot of great games tomorrow. Great time. Sign up now. Fanduel.com slash locked on or Fanduel app. Locked on is that promo code. So Baylor next week, final home game. Um, chance for this senior class to go out with a win. Chance to keep your, you know, bowl hopes, which feel kind of slim, at least alive. I hope the seniors play well. I mean, there's there's so many guys that were big-time contributors for this team last year that are just not making plays right now. Um, and it, it's, it's hard to watch. But one more chance to go get a victory. Baylor got blown out by Kansas State. Final score was 59-25. to 25. Kind of felt like. Uh, when TCU went up there to Manhattan and just didn't really do anything effective. Baylor had a, a better game on offense than TCU did, but defensively, Kansas State did about whatever they wanted. The K-State offense did, that is. So uh, both those teams are struggling and don't really know what the effort's going to be like. But I hope they come out and play like they did tonight. Because if they do that, I think they can beat TCU. I think if they play this well two weeks from now, they'll have a chance against Oklahoma. Now, you got to go win the game, and they're 0-4 in one-score games this year, which is – 
I mean, there's regression to the mean, and then there's just falling off the cliff, and it feels like that's what's happened for this group. But, you know, again, it's it's just plays here and there. There's some talent here. Um, I thought the coaching staff had them more ready to play than usual this than they you know have other times of the season, but it's still just it's not enough, and it's got to get better. They got to continue to get these things cleaned up. And frankly, I mean, there's there's not really time to do it. You're in middle of November. You've played ten games. Sort of is who you sort of are who you are, but um, like the energy and intensity, and they made plays tonight. So I appreciate that they made that a competitive football game and and gave it a go there, and made Texas sweat a little bit. But man, would have been really fun to, to find a way to pull that out and win it. Lockdown Horn Frogs will be here all week. It's your team every day.